This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, our next guest knows plenty about Philadelphia. Joe Banner worked with the Eagles from 1995 through 2012, serving as the team's president and oversaw one of the most successful periods in that franchise's history, with the Eagles going to five conference championship games in eight years, including a run of four straight and their first Super Bowl since Dick Vermeil in 1980. Joe, of course, later became CEO of the Cleveland Browns before joining ESPN's front office insiders. And today, well, today he's one of our front office insiders. Hey, Joe, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Just one year in Cleveland. Please make note of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed like 10. <laughs> it felt long to me, too, but it was only one year. <laughs> okay. Well, first things first. Um, what are your thoughts about the draft coming to Philadelphia? And secondly, most importantly, what are the odds of fans booing the Eagles' first draft pick? Well, first of all, I think it's great. You know, the passion here for football is just unbelievable. The energy around it. I happen to be driving by where they set up the draft. It's just a very compelling visual with the art museum, the water, then Franklin Parkway, which is a major roadway here that's, you know, very long, so you get a great kind of overview. So, you know, the media is fired up here. I mean, the energy is going to be great. So I think bringing it to Philadelphia here is a great move, and, Great for the league and mostly great for the many football fans here. I don't think we're going to see any booing. I think <laughs> you say that in Philadelphia, you always answer that question with a little bit of hesitation, never 100%. But, uh, you know, I think the media is pretty focused on the few possibilities of who the Eagles are likely to pick. And I think they're likely to be people that the uh, public here is pretty fond of and, and likely to be well received, unlike some of the past moments we've had. <laughs> Joe Clark mentioned you were CEO of the Browns, and they, of course, had the first pick of the 2017 draft. Now, if you don't have a quarterback, which the Browns don't, how much pressure is it to come up with a quarterback at some point in the first round? Well, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, I think almost everybody recognizes you can get better than they are. You can get moderately competitive. But you can't really build a team that's going to go anywhere and become a serious competitor uh, without getting a quarterback that's at least a solid starter. I mean, I would shoot for more. You saw, you know, when we drafted McNabb, there were five quarterbacks there. Some people thought we should take Ricky Williams. Some of us thought Edgar and James was actually the best running back. You see what we did when we picked up Michael Vick. You see what the Eagles just did to get wins. Clearly the philosophy in Philadelphia was, you know, let's get the quarterback first. This is the hardest, most important thing to get. But, that said, you cannot force a pick. You cannot take a first-round pick if you're trying to build a team and force it. Now, you don't have to pick, in my opinion, your highest-rated guy if the guy a little bit below is a quarterback that you think is good enough to win with. But they've got to be very, very careful here. I mean, last year they bypassed a quarterback that looks like he's going to be excellent. They can't do the flip of that now just because they get too anxious. What about 12, Joe? They have the 12 You know, it depends too. who's there. I mean, the, the, see, I always ask, I ask, I think the question for a quarterback is different than any other player. Any other player, it's what's the grade, how high is that, how was that project to what he's going to be in the future. For me, the question of a quarterback is not about his grade. Can he be a quality starter on a team that can go deep in the playoffs and eventually be a, a competitor for the Super Bowl? If the answer to that is yes, I don't care if you pick one, twelve, fifty. If your scouts and your coaches say the answer to that is yes, and you don't have a quarterback and you don't pick him, 
you've made a huge mistake. So the question for me is a little bit different than just, you know, who's got the highest grade or how big a gap is there between this player and the quarterback. The question for the quarterback is if he's good enough to take you a long way and you don't have one, don't make the mistake of passing. You don't know what the future holds. I mean, a year ago we thought this was going to be a pretty good quarterback draft. It turned out to not be the case. Right now, next year's looks like a good quarterback draft, but we really don't know what we're going to think a year from now. So if you have a guy there and you can answer the question, yes, Will he be a quality starter capable of taking me deep into the playoffs? Just pick him. Don't get complicated about it. Well, it seems like the consensus uh, guy, Garrett, that's what most people are saying, is the first guy to go. And, and other than Warren Sapp, who says he's a lazy bum, and he should know something about lazy bums. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, other, other than him, Joe, everybody seems to be, uh, you know, over the moon uh, on this guy. Uh, who's right? Uh, everybody else or Warren Sapp? Well, you know, I actually was asked this on Twitter about it earlier. I mean, Warren is completely wrong on the way he describes this guy's talent. You know, he describes a guy that occasionally jumps up and makes a play and in between nothing happens. That's crazy. This is an extremely talented player. And he also describes him as lazy, which I would disagree with completely. But I do think there are stretches in games, not like just a play where you're catching your breath, where you don't see the kind of effort that you see from some of these really relentless, you know, scouts call them high-motor guys. So I'm 90% away from... Warren, but he is speaking a little accuracy to bring up the question of just how, you know, nonstop is this guy's motor. He played injured this year. Maybe that caused him to rest a little bit more. But to be questioning the talent and the upside of this guy, that's just very misguided. He, he's got an exceptional amount of talent. A guy you'd love to have on your team. You just want to make sure he's fully in love with the game and going to give you everything he's got. Warren Sapp, misguided? Come on, Joe. <laughs> yeah, who would think? <laughs> Stutter. <laughs> We're speaking with former Philadelphia and Cleveland Browns executive Joe Banner on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And, Joe, uh, I, I want to ask you about the Browns. Um, there's talk about, you know, Garrett, as, as Ron mentioned, being the, the slam dunk guy. But they're saying that the coach wants one guy, meaning Garrett, and the owner wants another guy, the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. From what you know of that organization, are those reports credible or is that more just classic smoke and fire? You know, I'm a little suspect that that's really the case. I mean, what I hear and still have some connections there is that they're pretty firmly committed to Garrett. I think the owner and everybody there is anxious to find a quarterback they feel good about. I don't really see a scenario. I do think he had some involvement in the Menzel pick. I don't know the degree. I think he learned a lesson from that. You know, when I was with him, um, you know, I could say good things and bad things, but I did not see somebody that was running in with, general managers and personnel department and coach and just, you know, outright overruling them. I mean, he has an opinion. He'll ask questions. You know, you can kind of tell what he wants, and people who work for teams want to keep the job. They're influenced by that sometimes more than owners realize. I would expect that the uh, coach and the uh, Sashi Brown and those guys will determine the pick, and I personally will be shocked if it's not Garrett. Joe, the Browns, of course, have taken Tim Couch, Charlie Fry, Brady Quinn, Colt McCoy, Johnny Manziel, and Brandon Whedon. <laughs> Should they be gun-shy about drafting a quarterback? By the way, that's only a partial list, I'm sure. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's the bad news. <laughs> <laughs> trying to touch all the bases here. <laughs> that's just a very recent. Uh, they can't be. They've got to walk in that room. They've got to compartmentalize the moment and they cannot be influenced by that. They just have to have the purity of the grade, the degree of confidence and enthusiasm, 
and then trust themselves and make the pick. I mean, the last thing they can do, and maybe this is what happened last year, is to be afraid of making a wrong pick on a quarterback. They can't do that. They'll be stuck getting better and hoping to get to 7-9 and nine forever if they get stuck by that. So possibly the case, but a huge mistake if they let that happen. Of course, you were with the Eagles uh, when they drafted Donovan McNabb and the Browns took Tim Couch. A sort of two-part question. One, how much debate, if any, internally did you have at that time between those two guys uh, prior to the draft? And B, uh, uh, Donovan is now Hall of Fame eligible. Would you tell us as voters to vote for Donovan McNabb for the Hall of Fame? So my first answer is we did not have a lot of debate. We actually had Donovan as the top-rated quarterback in that group. We had Culpepper a bit behind as the second-rated guy in that group. So we didn't have a big debate about Couch versus McNabb. If we'd had the first pick, we would have picked McNabb as well. Uh, we actually had good grades on all five of those quarterbacks. As they said, it's all, always a little bit of element of luck, but we did have uh, Donovan first. Um, I don't have a vote. I just have a huge bias, and I love Donovan, and he did great things for us, and it was a pleasure being with him, and I'd love to see him get in the Hall of Fame, but that's uh, my very biased uh, view, not sitting in your seat with a vote. I will tell you something very ironic. I had an appointment with a doctor this morning uh, that I'd never seen before, and in the course of the appointment told me uh, that she lived next door to Terrell Owens in New Jersey and saw the whole, you know, pumping the iron scene <laughs> in the driveway. <laughs> I'm like, what are the chances of this? office who lived next to T.O. in New Jersey. Anyway. Hey, Joe. Talking Hall of Fame. That was my touch today. Sure. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the story. And you know what? You're in our Hall of Fame. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Thanks, Joe. Great talking to you. Thanks, Joe. Take care. That was Joe Banner. Up next, Dr. Data with why Cleveland should be careful with its next quarterback choice. This is the Talk of Fame Network.